0: This is Canvas, a show all about iPad productivity. My name is Fraser Spears, and I'm joined as always by Federico Vitici.
1: Hello, Fraser. How are you?
0: Hey, I'm not too bad. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, I got my iPhone 10 this week, which means I've been playing around and you know rearranging my home screen, um, which is always fun, especially when I start from a from a new on a new device with no no backups. Um, but that doesn't mean that I haven't been. Uh, playing with my iPad as well. Um, In fact, I've been busy doing some research on an application that I used to use two years ago uh, for my iOS review, which is Scrivener. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about today, but I think first you have some follow-up, Fraser. I do, yeah. We we got a lot of good feedback on the
0: last show. There's a lot of Ulysses fans out there, but one of the things that we didn't mention because I, I don't know about you, Federico, but I don't know any languages that go from right to left. But Me listener. Yeah. Yeah, Listener Ronnie wrote in to say uh, that he, he is a, a Hebrew-English translator, and he says that he, I would love to work with Ulysses, but like all other writing apps except Pages and Word, they lack right-to-left support and therefore proper Hebrew support, and there are certainly uh, other languages that go right-to-left as well, and uh, I... I We I guess we overlooked that because we go from left to right, Uh, but Apple have done a lot of work in the iOS user interface to support right to left, and it's it's kind of a shame that that feature is not a little bit better supported in all of these apps.
1: Yeah, I can see why that can be a deal breaker, you know, Uh, especially because there's a there's a native API. It's it's actually quite complex and really well done in UI kit there's full support for uh, essentially uh, flipping the interface horizontally and so it's not just like the text changes but the entire um, UI of an application that supports weird. this feature changes it's it can be so strange like yeah. for example in settings we're used to have this sidebar on the left and you when you tap on an item in the sidebar is which is on the right with the, with the flipped layout, you have a sidebar on the right and when you tap items, it switches on the left, which basically, it breaks your brain, but also, if you're not, uh, like, if you need this kind of um, right-to-left support, it makes total sense for you and I can see why. Um, you know, it's, it's just like accessibility options. These are modern features that um, modern apps, I feel like, they should support as soon as possible, uh, so... Yeah, I, I didn't know that Ulysses didn't have this uh this option.
0: Yeah. Uh, we we talked a little bit in the last show, Federico, about how many of these apps are doing a lot of customizations on top of the standard text view in iOS. Right. I think this is these are the kind of things that don't get brought along for the for the ride, you know Uh, because I mean they're hard to do right I mean this is why a lot of platforms don't have this kind of support or don't at least have it as deep in the operating system as iOS does because they're super hard to do Um, and particularly if you don't have people on your staff or in your team who who use or know very well uh, right to left languages then you know that's going to be something that goes further and further and further down the priority list because they're really hard to do and there's probably not a lot of people who a can do it and b customers who want it as well so it's um it's something that i think is is uh that's what you get when you step outside the bounds of what apple provides for you and i'm not saying that's a wrong thing to do because it enables a lot of good features but at the same time you got to remember how much extra work is done for markets that maybe uh, the people developing these apps don't always uh, know intimately shall we
1: say right yeah that's true so what are we talking about today
0: We are going to dive into Scrivener. Scrivener is, uh, I suppose, the other of the two big hitters when it comes to long form writing on iOS and on Mac for that matter, outside of those traditional word processors. We just mentioned Pages and Word as well. And of course, they're, they're the big two in terms of word processing on iOS. But when we're talking about these long form writing applications which are about you know taking uh, fragments or sections of text and making reordering very simple. And then there's usually a compilation step or an export step at the end into some other format. Scrivener and Ulysses are, are the big two in that area. And I think we were, we were texting about this earlier, Federico, I think I described it as a, a McDonald's and Burger King situation, where, you yeah. know, when, when you go to McDonald's, you don't sit there comparing your McDonald's to what you could get at Burger King. But every time you go to Burger King, you're sitting there going, mm, is this as good as McDonald's or is it not quite as good as McDonald's? Um, and, and I think you know we have have said before you know we're big fans of Ulysses and I think for us Ulysses is our McDonald's and Scrivener might be a little bit of Burger King. Uh, Scrivener fans are going to hate us for saying that but I think um, it's going to it's inevitable that whenever you talk about the second app you're comparing to the first app as well so uh, I think the way I look at Scrivener uh, and you can Correct me if you feel I'm wrong on this. Um, Ulysses is very focused heavily on the writing experience um, and Scrivener is very heavily focused on the research and the organization. And I think that, for me, that would be where each one of them is stronger. Ulysses is very, uh, it cleaves very closely to the iOS 7 design aesthetic. It's very sparse. It's very iOS. Whereas Scrivener is, uh, to me, it feels a little bit more, like if you look at the, the visual design of an app like 1Password or Things, that's maybe more where Scrivener fits in. It's still quite colorful, it's quite iconic, uh, whereas um, Ulysses is much more like, I don't know, uh, it's like Mail or it's like Notes or it's like uh, Calendar on iOS, where it's it's super, super iOS 7 style. Um, So there's there's different visuals in there as well. Scrivener has support for projects, uh, whereas Ulysses talks about Groups, uh, but just like Ulysses, there's an export phase as well. So you're still talking about sections of text, reordering them as the writing process continues. And then there's an export phase at the end where you take all of those documents, as they're called in Scrivener, and you compile them into some format like text or PDF, and you send that out to a mail application or a file manager application or something like that. Uh, and that's that's the idea of Scrivener. We're, we're talking about two apps that are... Aiming for very similar things, but they put an emphasis on set on different areas of of the experience of writing and exporting.
1: I and I also feel like, um, unlike Ulysses, maybe uh, Scrivener is uh, more full featured, is a richer application on the desktop than it is on iOS. The iOS version is relatively. Young in terms of updates, I think it only received like two major updates so far since it came out two years ago. Whereas, and and it sort of, in a way, it kind of feels like a companion app to the desktop version. Very well put. Um, And 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 I feel like um, there's a major new version of Scrivener coming to the desktop I think it's version 3.0 and okay. so it's it's a small team you know literature and latte the developers mm-hmm. and it feels to me like they are focusing on the uh, the desktop version for Mac and Windows rather than the iOS version uh, which is too bad but it, it's it's not a like We've seen this, uh, these iPad apps before. They're, they act kind of like viewers for, mm-hmm. des- for documents you create on the desktop. Scrivener for iOS is not a viewer for the Mac version, but it's also not as full-featured as the desktop one, if that makes sense.
0: No, I, I agree with you, whereas I think that the, the current version of Ulysses almost feels like the exact same app, uh, on yeah. all the platforms. Uh, it's not. There are some features in Ulysses as well that are uh, only available on the Mac. We mentioned in the last show, you know, editing export styles, for example. You can only do that on the Mac. But in in the large sweep of the features, um, it feels almost identical on both platforms. Whereas Scrivener, you, you sort of know that you're, you're not getting quite the full feature set, or it's not expressed in as rich a way as as it is on the desktop. And I think one of the reasons for that, maybe Federico, is just um, the complexity, right? That, that Scrivener actually, in some ways, does more than Ulysses, and is more ambitious in what it lets you do. So as I said in the Ken introduction there, Ulysses is very much about your you've got plain text and you're writing in markdown and you've got sections and and that's mostly what you've got and a little bit of metadata like a picture or a tag or something goes on to each one of those sheets. Scrivener is like ah yeah put in your PDFs, put in your videos, put in your photos, you know, put mm-hmm. in all kinds mm-hmm. of documents. Uh, and just the sheer scale of what it tries to do on the desktop. Is, is a struggle to cram it down onto an iOS device and, and make it feel like the the same level of power as on the desktop. And, yeah. and that's, in some ways that's praise, in some ways that's a criticism as well. You know what, you could look at it either way. But I think it speaks to just how kind of rich and mature Scrivener is on the desktop that the iOS version is, n- is struggling to express that power in the same
1: way. Yeah, I agree. True.
0: Federico, we've got a couple of sponsors to get through tonight. So can I start with one? Sure,
1: go ahead. Okay,
0: let let me tell you about Balance. This episode of Canvas is brought to you by Balance Open. Balance Open is a free open source Mac app for checking Coinbase. And Coinbase is a popular marketplace for cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum. And Balance Open is the best open source digital wallet to help you keep track of everything. Now, if you're not familiar with this stuff, that's totally fine because Balance want to help teach you about cryptocurrencies. And they're going to do that by starting you on your way. The first thousand people that go to bal.money/relay will receive two dollars in the Ethereum currency for free as a gift from Balance. So go check it out today, find out more, and try Balance Open. Our thanks to Balance for their support of this show.
1: So, anytime I try a new text editor, uh, one of one of the first things I do is I need to understand how the the app deals with the concept of organizing your documents and presenting a library, or just the general organizational tools that it gives you to uh, properly set up your working and writing environment. And Scrivener is a project-based app. So when you when you start it up, you're asked to create a new project. And a project is, uh, again, because we're talking long-form writing, you can think of a project as your next novel or in-depth iOS review or whatever it is that you're working on that is long-form. It, it is not the kind of text editor where you have a sidebar with folders and multiple documents. You have that, but within the project you're working on and you can switch back and forth between multiple projects but it's not like you have a single master view that contains all of your documents across all projects of Scrivener. You need to close a project, go back and open a different one. Um, Projects can be synced with Dropbox. Uh, you need to configure uh, the, your Dropbox account with Scrivener. You can do this on iOS. Um, I had my, as I said, I wrote my iOS 10 review in 2016 entirely in Scrivener for uh, iPhone and iPad, and I still have the project on, in Dropbox, which is what I synced back this week uh, because I wanted to play with Scrivener again. And it's relatively easy to do. You you have a bunch of folders, in, and the app creates a bunch of folders and files. In Dropbox, I'm not sure what format they use. It's a proprietary format, but it's there. And it works just fine. Once you open a project, uh, Scrivener has this concept of the binder. And the binder is basically the sidebar of the app. It's what contains your draft and all of your research materials. Um, the binder can um, includes your text files, your folders, your documents and subdocuments, and all your... Mm, PDF documents, um, screenshots, images, little bits of text that you keep around for uh, reference for later. Uh, the bind- think of the binder as literally um, uh, a physical binder that contains everything uh, and then you need to flip through the different sections and understand what you want to include in the final um, export. But overall, the binder is a way to have sort of a bird's eye view of the entirety of your project. I think the binder idea is is
0: sort of speaks to the skeuomorphism that there is still in the design oh, yeah. of Scrivener <laughs> a little bit, um, you know. Scrivener on the desktop is extremely skeuomorphic it has a thing you're going to talk about in a minute called the corkboard and the binder and a lot of the the parts of the app are named after physical objects uh, replicated in the computer whereas like we talked about with Ulysses it's very much more kind of computer rational you know it's it's groups and it's filters and it's sheets and all these things whereas Scrivener has got this kind of real sort of rich feel to it and very designy and and the the name binder just kind of speaks to that as well, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and in fact, one of the other, uh, I would say, unique, distinctive uh, features of Screener is the corkboard, uh, which is literally, I think, on the desktop a corkboard. Uh, on iOS, uh, it's got a just a light brown background, uh, but it used to be like a corkboard, uh, like a texture, actually, in, in yeah, version two cork. on on the Mac, yeah. um, and uh, and it's a it's this visual way of uh, seeing your documents on a grid as if they were like little like post-it cards, notes yeah. like yeah. index cards yes yeah. on, a, yeah. on a on a board and uh, it's useful if you're writing a book for example and you have these different cards for let's say multiple chapters or maybe uh descriptions of different characters for instance um and it's useful to have this visual way of organizing these sections with drag and drop. You can rearrange them, uh, and this is also supported on iOS. Um, you can tap in on a folder or on a document that contains sub-documents, and you can see the court board. And I guess you, I should mention this uh, this option that Scrivener has a also a different way than other text editors when it comes to dealing with um, grouping files together. So you can either have folders, which is like a traditional folder, you you create a folder and you drop some documents inside the folder and then you get this grid icon next to a folder that you can tap and you go into corkboard mode so you can see this grid of documents. But also you can create a master document that contains sub documents. So it's I don't know what the proper name is. I guess it's like a document folder, you could call it. The main difference is that a folder is just a folder, but a document that contains sub-documents can be used as sort of as as an introduction uh, in the text of your story. So for example, in my iOS 10 review, I had this super long um, iMessage chapter and the introduction of the iMessage chapter, like the first two paragraphs, wa- was uh, included in the document, in the master document called iMessage. And then there were a bunch of sub-documents for things like iMessage App Store or iMessage effects, And those were sub-documents contained in the master document. The master document at the introduction and the other sections were in the sub-documents. So it's a way to have a folder-like structure, but where the folder itself has some text. I think mm. it's a it's a very clever way to to group documents together. And visually, it's um, distinguished in the app by the use of folder icons for traditional folders and document icons for documents that contain other documents. Um, it, it was kind of strange initially. I couldn't understand the difference. Yeah. But then, when you realize you can add text. To a document, um, it kind of makes sense.
0: Yeah, that that kind of does bring it together a little bit. I I was also kind of confused by why would you want that when you have the other one as well, and that that sort of makes sense. But this is this is where that kind of design aspect gets a bit weird. Is like when when you have such a, a an application which is built around skeuomorphic concepts like binders and documents. I, in real in real life, I can't have a document inside another document. So mm. how does that work? You know, um, <laughs> so that kind of breaks your brain a little bit. But I it think does. the example you've given is, is probably one of the best ways of thinking about what why that could be useful. Is if you're if your document and one individual document gets so long, uh, you might want to break it up, but also keep it grouped together. Yeah. You know, in Ulysses, you would have to split, make a new group, move that document into a new group, and then start splitting the sheet out in, in Ulysses, uh, whereas you, you could have it um, at least all, all under one master heading in, in Scrivener, which is quite nice.
1: Yeah. And the other um, feature that I think it's important to understand in Scrivener is the inspector for individual documents. So you can long tap... On a document to bring to bring up this inspector view, it's a modal uh, view on the iPad, um, and here you can uh, you can tell that this was meant for uh, book writers and novelists. Um, mm. You can add a synopsis for a document which is like, I guess, you can use it as a summary. You can use it to give an outline of what is going on in a chapter. I guess if you're writing a novel and you want to have a quick summary of the story and how the plot uh, develops throughout the group, for example, you can use this feature. But also you can add labels. So you can add uh, different colored labels. And this can be, you know, for example, you can add labels for characters or you can add labels for um, major plot twists in your novel. Um and also, you can change the status of a document. Uh, mm-hmm. There are uh, uh, there are, I think, five different types of status that you that you can attach to a document. It can be a to do. It can be a first draft. It can be a revised draft. It can be the final draft, and it can also be done. Um, and really, this this to me. Uh, kind of shows how th- uh, like the the inspector and the synopsis and the labels and the status this was m- this application was meant for people who are writing books who are uh, yeah. writing stories that need some cohesive structure throughout multiple chapters because this feature if you're doing this kind of work on the iPad these features are perfect for you but if you're writing reviews of apps or operating systems maybe not so much yeah, the the synopsis is an interesting one
0: because the synopsis is what shows up when you look at the corkboard, right? You've got the these index card representations of each of your documents. And when you write a synopsis, all you see is the title and the synopsis. And then you can reorder things and you can you can play about with the structure of the whole thing based on just looking at the synopsis rather than the full text of each chapter or each each document, as they're called. Uh, and that does really kind of lend itself to a, a fiction or a narrative structure or something like that. And I think, you know, if I was writing a fiction book or a story or something like that, Scrivener would, would really, is quite honed towards that, as you say. It's, it's interesting, yeah. the different emphasis that's on that.
1: Yeah, and you can also add uh, notes. Uh, if you want to have more uh, like you want to add a note to a document and you can also this is um, one of the most interesting advanced options you can uh, fiddle with the document settings um, I did this a lot when I was working on my review uh, because you can manually include or exclude a document from the final compile process which is when all of your um, documents are compiled together in a single draft and if you have like for example, text documents there are however research material material like notes for example or to-dos that you need to complete you can long tap open the document settings and then say you should exclude this document from the compile because it doesn't belong to the main story it doesn't belong to the main yeah and and that's a feature
0: that Ulysses doesn't have at all in Ulysses, no, exactly. you, have, you have to play with a group structure in order to achieve that so that you could export a group. So you'd be moving things in and out of the the done group and the to-do group and so on and, and exporting at the level of a group. Whereas with uh, with Scrivener, what you can do is you can put in place all your placeholders and then turn them all off until you start working on them. And yep. I thought it was a really nice way to to handle that problem of I've got the skeleton, but I've, there's tons still to write. So let's turn things on and turn things off. To save you having to really fiddle with the compile settings every time, which you do tend to find yourself doing a little bit in Ulysses, you know, selecting the specific sheets you want and then exporting that and so mm-hmm. on. Uh, without, If you don't want to mess up with the structure of what you're doing in Ulysses. So that's uh, definitely something that you should consider over there.
1: Yeah, I really like this option. And finally, um, you can uh, pick a custom icon for a document, I also uh, took advantage of this a lot. So I had like different icons for, for example, my folder that contained, uh, because all these um, these settings by the way uh, you can long tap on documents you can long tap on uh, folders, you can long tap on the default uh, research group that Scrivener creates, so you can long tap on everything and you can always change the icons and so I had icons for like images which was for my screenshots uh, folder I had custom icons for different types of documents, it's a really nice option to sort of give, a, give Scrivener more of a visual structure in the binder, I, I thought that was really useful. Useful. And also, if you use the corkboard option, you can pick a different uh, image like a different thumbnail to be used in the corkboard view I really was not a corkboard user but I think if again if you're writing a novel and you have characters or you have scenes you can add custom images there and I can see how it sort of becomes like a storyboard where you have these different thumbnail previews, these different images on a grid and you can move things back and forth, you can see the character faces that could be, that could be useful I guess
0: mm-hmm. Yep, yeah those are all good features Federico, let me tell you about our second sponsor for the night. This episode of Canvas is brought to you by Flight Logger. Flight Logger is the real-time tracking app for worry-free travel. With Flight Logger, you can track flights in real time as well as keep updated on departures, arrival times, delays, and cancellations. Flight Logger can even give you details on departure gates and baggage claim. And you can set up fully customizable push notifications to get that data to you even when you're rushing through security. You can also sync Flight Logger with your calendar so you automatically add upcoming flights and easily manage your travel schedule. Which all of this means less waiting, less hassle, and less to worry over. Flight Logger is available on all your devices. You can add your flights on your iPhone and it will automatically be synced to your iPad and your Apple Watch. And good news for Android users too Flight Logger are working on an Android app as well. The team over at Logger know that you, what you need when traveling, and that's why Logger is firstly easy to use and clutter-free. It's got a clean, minimalist design and an intuitive interface that optimizes screen space, only showing you the most relevant flight information. And everything is available offline, so you can still access all your travel information while you're in the air. FlightLogger covers around 37,000 airports worldwide, takes out just 50 megabytes of space on your device, and is completely ad-free. So it's time to take the guesswork out of travel. Head to flightlogger.co now to download Flight Logger and upgrade your travel experience today. We thank Flight Logger for their support of this show. Now, Federico, we're going to talk about the writing experience and the experience of compiling and exporting. All right. Because this is, uh, when you're talking about writing app, this is where the action happens, right.
1: Mm-hmm. You're not so, always organizing your yeah. files and folders. Yeah. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> yeah, as much as we love fiddling with the, with the structure, you got to actually get some work yep. done eventually, <laughs> don't you? So, uh, You know, w- we said before Ulysses is really a, a, a markdown editor, quite a, a stripped-down markup experience. Scrivener lets you write in style text. And I think this is one of the big sort of philosophical differences between these two apps. Uh, in Scrivener, you can apply fonts and formatting and headings and styles in the document you're writing in so you're visual you're looking at a visual document that is much more akin to the experience of working in a word processor than it is to working in a plain text editor scrivener also supports things like styles so you've got you can put, apply a heading for example or a caption or or one of these styles but as with many ios apps Frederick, i don't know what the deal is here but but almost, n- in fact, I think literally no major iOS writing application that I know about lets you both um, apply styles, but also create and edit them on iOS. Uh, yeah. So on, on Pages, you, you can apply the default styles, but you can't change them. Word is the same on iOS, and so is Ulysses, where you, you can apply these styles, but if you were to change one of them, you can't. Uh, modify the style and then have that change apply to all the different styles in the document and that's something that people have been doing for years and years and years on on uh, Mac and Windows word processors so Ulysses uh, sorry Scrivener is very similar to that as well in that these styles are essentially collections of text attributes that are just applied to a selection but if you change one of them you can't change them all or anything like that it's just a it's just an interface but my feeling with uh, Scrivener is that it's neither quite one thing nor the other. Like Ulysses knows what it is and Word knows what it is. Word is a is a word processor designed to, you know, put text down and then print it out on a sheet of paper. And Ulysses is very clear that it is a markdown editor that you will compile into something. And Scrivener's a little bit in between. It's got that styling going on, but at the same time you're going to export those files into some other format and the styles that you create will maybe be overridden by a theme or something when when you uh, export it. But I can see though how people who are less comfortable with the market language might prefer Scrivener, might find it more approachable because you can make what you're editing look more like the final output. But if you're trying to write in Markdown, you have to have that kind of, I don't know if imagination is the right word, but you have to be able to visualize in your head if I type in this, you know, code or you know, symbol in my text, the final result is going to look like a blue box with red text in it, or whatever. You've, you've got to sort of have that in your head as you go, and I think maybe you know, you know, nerds and, and computer science people can maybe are used to doing that because they have experience with markdown languages and programming languages and the idea of compiling. Whereas people who just want to write a book, you know, who don't have any computer science training or experience or anything like that might think that's a bit of a weird thing to do. So I, I totally get that as well. And and I can see how there are people in the world who would much prefer just to be able to see roughly what they're going to get and then maybe tweak it a little bit towards the end. I also thought that Scrivener has a good range of keyboard shortcuts for the writing environment. That's something we, we always prize when we're writing as being able to do a lot of work with the keyboard, but what I feel, and I don't know if you agree with me on this, but the actual shortcuts are quite haphazard. And sometimes, it, you know, it's Command-Option-something. Other times, it's Command-Shift-something. Um, and this is something that I think iOS developers are still just getting to grips with, is the design of keyboard shortcuts for, mem- for memorizability is something that iOS apps don't quite have yet. You know, I think on the Mac you've got you know 30 years of, of a convention about how you know command something is the basic command and then command option is an alternate version of that command and command shift might be an extension of that command. Um, iOS developers are sort of just taking whatever commands they can find or what makes sense at the time, but they're not thinking about it quite as a suite of shortcuts yet. And I think that's something that just the practice of designing keyboard shortcuts for iOS apps develops. I think that's something that we we would hope to see from more applications.
1: So um, from what I remember um, from last year, I tried to use Scrivener as a Markdown text editor because I I felt like um, I needed to be able to retain some markdown formatting when compiling the draft and exporting to editorial because my plan was i was going to write in scrivener i was going to keep all my research in scrivener then i wanted to export and i wanted to move to editorial for all the editing and like inserting the images and all the custom syntax that we use for mac stories and so i tried to um apply some basic markdown in screener for things like bullet lists or italics or links and uh, it was it, it, you can you could tell that the app was not meant for that kind mm. of experience um, I talked to the developers to try and have some basic markdown so I think during the beta, of Scrivener that I was using, Uh, they added support for lists and maybe italics and bold, but uh, for example, links um, were not supported at all, uh, I I think, or if you wanted to use links, you needed to use like a custom menu um, that brought up a popover in the middle of the screen. You couldn't just type like a square bracket in Markdown and then a parenthesis and then create a link uh, because that would basically just look like plain text uh, with, no, uh, with no syntax highlighting at all. Um, so it's a very different environment from Ulysses where we talked about about this. you know, Ulysses handles uh, things like links and footnotes differently where you get these custom uh, nice-looking placeholders in the middle of the document. Scrivener is a word processor. And it's sort of this, as you mentioned, this strange mix of rich text and plain text with some custom features like that I actually like, like uh, custom color highlights, which I used a lot to sort of highlight uh, like bits of text that I knew I needed to fix later. For example, my red highlight in Scrivener was uh, an indication of features that were broken in iOS 10 but that Apple was likely going to fix or I had the blue highlight for placeholders for screenshots so they have this combination of rich text and word processor like uh, writing tools but my suggestion overall would be if you are a person that like that likes Markdown you're going to have a hard time adapting Scrivener mm-hmm. to your needs but if you're Approaching this from a totally different minds, uh, perspective with a, with a fresh mindset of, okay, this is not Markdown. I want to fully embrace uh, what Scrivener is. I think the transition between a text editor and Scrivener could, can be easier that way. Try to not expect yeah. something like editorial or something like different from Scrivener because it's not.
0: Yeah, it's, it's very much that kind of stepping stone from, you know, maybe you used to use Word and now you want yeah. to get into something that gives you a bit more support than Word does for research and reordering and things yeah. like that. It's kind of, you're coming, it's almost like you're coming down from a full on Word processor to Scrivener, whereas if you're going to Ulysses, you're probably coming up to Ulysses from something even more basic, like, I don't know, OneWriter or even editorial, you know, up to something that gives you maybe more ability to group and structure and export and format conversion and things like that so you're kind of coming in different directions and I think people who are started off on those plain text editors get more support through Ulysses whereas people who started on word processors they get more more familiarity with scrivener I think that's maybe a, a way to put it that makes sense um, and but at the end of the day you know it's, it's whatever works for you and I think that um, like we're just going to talk about in a second The end result can be basically similar from both of these applications they are slightly different. But when it comes to things like compiling and export, for example, you can do many of the same things in Scrivener as you would do in Ulysses. So you can export to PDF, you can export to Word, you can export to style text, RTF uh, or plain text as well. And just as with Ulysses, there are export formats available for each of these kinds of output and they will override the appearances you set when you're writing. So this is one of these areas where um, you can make it look like you want to look for writing, but you can export it and you can get a completely different look when you export. And that can be helpful, like as you were saying, Federico, if you're using custom colors or custom highlights to mean something in the writing process, but you don't necessarily want them in the output. Say you are sending it to an editor or something, or, or even just a friend to read. It would be helpful not to just expose all of your, uh, your personal uh, styles and things in that export because it might not make sense to the person reading it. Similarly to Ulysses, you can edit these formats on iOS, but uh, I don't know if you know this, but I couldn't find, find out whether or not you can import the formats on iOS. Uh, or, or sync them through Dropbox. I don't know, Do not you know if you can do that?
1: Uh, I have no idea because I didn't use the Scrivener desktop app at all. Okay. So uh, that might have been the problem back then because I was doing all this manually in plain text and I guess uh, there could have been an easier way with some kind of desktop integration. I'm pretty sure mm. you can move them. I'm not sure you can sync them. That right. makes, I'm, I'm not sure because I, I, I haven't touched the, also because we don't, we don't talk about desktop apps here, but I yeah. didn't use Scrooge for the Mac at all. So the fact that you cannot create them on iOS itself, I think it's enough for us. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, just to
0: to make the comparison to Ulysses again, and Ulysses you can, you can go to the Style Exchange website and you can import yep. a style on iOS from Safari on iOS. Into Ulysses but you can't edit it there. But if you do edit it a ULC style on the desktop version, it will the style the edited style will sync through iCloud as well. So that's a, a helpful way to be able to do that. So is maybe a little more flexible in that respect, but you still do need a Mac uh, to actually do the editing as well. But it's easier to get it onto iOS once it's edited. Uh, just one other thing that I loved uh, for, uh, about Scrivener was that there's a keyboard shortcut to export. <laughs> so if you're working on something and you keep want uh, you want to look at how it appears in your export format, you can just keep hitting this keyboard shortcut uh, to do that. And that's something that that wasn't possible on uh, on Ulysses. So uh, was a big fan of that feature as well.
1: So the final part of this episode will be about the feature that I guess sets Scrivener apart from other text editors, and especially Ulysses, which is the research uh, part. The fact that you can bring multiple types of documents into a project and easily access them from the binder and use them in quick reference mode, which is one of the um, unique features of Scrivener. Uh, So there are multiple ways that you can add uh, documents and files to a project in Scrivener. You can either use the system uh, copy to Scrivener activity in the share sheet. Uh, It's basically the, the, the modern take on the opening button. So anytime you're, you have a file, whether it's a photo or a screenshot or a PDF or an HTML document, I think also, uh, you can just share with the system with the iOS share sheet. you find the Scrivener icon in the top row. you copy the file the file into Scrivener and you're asked uh, I think actually it copies the file into the project that is currently opened right now in screener uh, Again, it goes back to the idea of you need to, uh, to switch back and forth between multiple projects because you cannot have multiple uh, projects open at the same time and there's not even a UI that tells you if you want to move this file into a different project, you can choose one from the list. So uh, the project that you have open right now is the destination where the file will be copied. You can also... Um, there's a download. Um, it looks like a download icon in the at the bottom of the binder, at the bottom of the sidebar, and that allows you to either take a picture with the camera, choose an image from your library, save a webpage and import any file from the iOS 11 native files uh, picker which is very nice because it brings up the, the native files UI you can choose between recents you can browse all the compatible sources in files so you can add stuff from iCloud Drive or Dropbox no need to have any kind of custom integration and do things like uh, connect scrivener with OneDrive or connect scrivener with Google Drive you just open the files up and you pick any destination, any location you want so that's nice nice um the web page feature is interesting because it asks you to paste a link to a web page and you will get a dot web archive file in scrivener which uh, allows you to keep a web page for um offline consumption, which I guess if you're writing a novel in your cabin in the woods, uh, that could be useful (laughs) when you don't have an internet connection. You have a bunch of web archives and you can reference web pages with no 4G at all. Uh, so that's nice. You can also uh, share web archives uh, and actually move them into something more, a little more powerful. Maybe if you want to have a database of web pages, like DevonThink, for example. Um, it's, a, it's, a very, it's a universal format. You can open them on the Mac, you can open them in other iOS apps. Um, and also, any, any file from the research, uh, any research material from Ulysses can be shared with the share sheet. So you can open, uh, you can export uh, files and save them into, you know, another another application. There's no, however, there's no um, way to batch export uh, files from the from Scrivener into something else. So you need to do this uh, one at a time. And there's also no support for drag and drop. So uh, you cannot pick up files from the binder and add them to a stack of. Items and then drop them into, say, mail or Dropbox. You need to use the share sheet. Uh, It's a very pre iOS eleven model from an interaction point of view, and I Mm -hmm. wish uh, there was better integration with iOS eleven. Yeah, uh, as you also mentioned that um, the quick reference mode, um, this is a way to have sort of a split view inside Scrivener itself. It's a way to pin um, a, a reference document to the side and to keep um, the actual text editor on the right. So you can write or you can proofread or you can do anything you want to do with the text and also look at a screenshot or a PDF document or a web page at the same time. I used to rely on this feature when I was writing the technical bits of like a new iOS 10 API I used to keep a PDF of Apple's documentation on the left and Get into the more technical details with the text editor on the right. It also helps that in the text editor in Scrivener you can easily open recent documents. There's a clock icon. You can you tap the icon and you get this popover with recents. so you can switch mm. back and forth while keeping the re- uh, the reference document on the left. So it's really it's actually really nicely done, and I kind of wish that Ulysses has had this idea of. Um, Because you can add attachments to Ulysses but you cannot have them work this way where like you have a split view of a PDF or an image and also the text editor displayed at the same time. And if you want to really get crazy on the 12.9 inch iPad Pro you can with the 70-30 split view layout so with a small uh, application with a compact app on the left or the right and Scrivener as the bigger one you can have split view inside Scrivener. And also th- uh, the actual iOS split view. So you have like three things at it the same time. It splits all the way down. And if you want to really go crazy, you can bring in slide over for four apps. I knew that's where you were going with this. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe a picture-in-picture picture video. Mm. <laughs> I mean <laughs> that seems like
0: productivity right there. What can that,
1: I say? I mean, what what kind of novelist would you be if you didn't do this kind <laughs> of workflow? So absolutely. Yeah, there's there's actually you know the, of course the the research part is what is the um, what sets Scrivener apart from the competition, and mm-hmm. you can you can you can tell that they put a lot of, the developers put a lot of thought into. Even on iOS, which, as I said, is not as powerful as the Mac version or the PC version. But you can tell that they thought about this kind of um, setup where you have reference material, you have research, you have images, you have PDF documents, but you also need to write and you also need to edit. It's really nicely done.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I get the attraction of that and they've clearly invested a lot in keeping that experience very consistent across the platforms. Uh, I think there's a certain attraction in having everything in one place, you know, particularly, you know, I I get the sense I'm I'm not a novelist in in any way, but I I think that you sort of get the attraction of there being a compendium of research and writing that all goes together. I I don't know whether that, the idea of having a sort of split view within the application is a little bit kind of pre-iOS 9 thinking. You know, I think there, there are areas in Scrivener where you sort of see like the idea of there being like a modal pop up in the middle of the screen or you know doing some kind of internal split view is a little bit iOS 8 thinking where you don't have split screen you couldn't bring in another application you couldn't have you know iBooks alongside or Safari alongside or whatever um, and, and that's something that today you know when I'm working in, in Ulysses I'm thinking well I'm bringing in you know Safari into the side or I'm bringing Mail into the side or whatever I'm working on and leaning more on the operating system to do that rather than than necessarily expecting it in the app itself. But I think there's more work or there's more thinking to be done there because I also sort of feel that sometimes on iOS you want to have two instances of the same thing open at the same time you know the way that safari gives you a split view where you've got two safari windows side by side i think there's there's a a case to be made for more applications supporting that on ios as well so it's interesting that it's an evolving picture still i
1: think so overall i would say that um i really enjoyed two years ago writing in scrivener despite uh the limitations like um the support for Markdown was extremely basic at the time and I'm pretty sure it hasn't meaningfully improved since. Um, I mean, I I basically ended up writing my own workflows to sort of massage the data that was exported out of Scrivener and do things like reformat the links or reformat the footnotes uh, for... I basically added my own support for multi-markdown through uh, a really long uh, workflow with the workflow extension. Yeah, um, but again, despite those problems, um, I enjoy the, the, uh, the, the approach to keeping research Alongside, alongside text, uh, especially because my um, my iOS review, in, you know, requires all these PDF documents, these web archives, these uh, screenshots, and there were a ton of screenshots that I organized with folders in, in Scrivener. And this year I tried something different for iOS eleven. We talked about this. I um, my iOS eleven review was done in Ulysses, and I kept the research material in uh, Devonthing. And I did that because Scrivener lacks an essential aspect, an essential feature for me, which is automation. There is no automation of any kind, basically, in Scrivener for iOS. And I felt that if I wanted to be as efficient as possible, I needed to automate as many areas of my iOS review as I could. And so I used uh, Ulysses' own uh, X callback URL support with Workflow and other launchers, and I, and I did the same for DevonThink. Uh, but I also would say that if you don't need any of these features, if you don't need Markdown, if you don't need Automation, if you don't need URL Schemes, Uh, Scrivener is a pretty sweet deal, Uh, especially if you tend to work mostly on the Mac and then maybe you want to write on the iPad at the coffee shop or, I don't know, at the beach if it's uh, inspirational to you or, again, in in the aforementioned cabin in the woods. I think it's a pretty sweet solution. It's not made for people like us. We tend to prefer maybe actual word processors or markdown text editors, but I can see why people like Scrivener.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree, and I think your characterization at the beginning of the show uh, as Scrivener for iOS being kind of a companion app to the desktop, I think that's that's a fair thing to say, and like you said, if, if you mainly work on, on a Mac and you sometimes want to work on iOS, the writing part in Scrivener is great, you know, just typing words in and getting them into your, keeping them in your structure is great, because I know before the iOS version of Scrivener came out, a lot of people were, you know, really, they were dedicated to Scrivener on the desktop and they were desperately trying to figure out some way that they could work on iOS and get their stuff into their Scrivener system. And and you certainly have that now in iOS. You've got the app, you've got your structure, you've got your reference all coming along and changes you make on iOS will sync back to your work on the Mac. You know, whether or not you would maybe want to begin and... Fully execute a project on Scrivener for iOS. I'm sure you can do it I, I, I have been through all the features and I can see how you could do it But it might not be quite the rich experience that it is on the desktop. I think that's probably fair to say um, So depending if you're more of a, a between Mac and iOS user, I think Scrivener can work really really well for you Federico, I think we have gone long form about long form writing yes there's there's not much more to say about either of these two apps that we haven't already said Uh, i think we're the platform's blessed with two really great options one a little bit more technically minded one a little bit more creatively minded perhaps Uh, but i think either way you're going to get a good experience with either ulysses or scrivener depending on where your preferences fall along that line this has been our show our second show about long-form writing apps, Uh, you can find the show notes for this one at relay.fm forward slash canvas forward slash 48. This is episode 48 of Canvas. You can connect with the show on Twitter. The show is underscore canvas FM. I'm Fraser Spears on Twitter. Federico is Vitici And we will be back with you next show.